if you're the person that thinks you already know it all, you're never going to be able to learn. And I will tell you, you don't. I don't care how advanced you are or where you think you are in life. The most impressive people I know are, are typically also the most humble people. They'll be the first to admit that they don't know enough about a certain topic. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, Matt. Rick, good morning. Good morning, sir. I'm getting my accoutrements uh, organized. If you can watch this, you'll see I've got my rock on Rock trophy. on. Rock on. That's in front of me. How's your weekend? It's good, man. It's just uh, just recovering from our – we had a big training week last week. We got uh, three clubs opening up soon. We got two more in Texas and uh, one in South Carolina, Greenville. Super excited Let's for go. these guys. Let's go. Yeah, all good group too, right? Oh, it's fun. It's yeah, a great week. Good group. You guys are killing it, man, with the training. So I sat in on parts of it, and it was impressive. I don't see how you guys do what you do. I'm glad I don't know what It's you really do. fun. <laughs> yeah, you do a good job of it. I mean, you like coaching. You already said that, right? Yeah. Like on the podcast, you were like, hey, I love coaching people. I'm like, that's good. I love that's, coaching people. You're going to be doing be that. Oh, that's, that's a good state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is key. Um, so did you know, Matt, since this is the spirit, right? Not, not dad jokes. Yeah, did yeah. you know? Did you know? And this is actually happening. So um, did you know that they're re- introducing the woolly mammoth into the ecosystem like for real this is not a dad joke no there's a group of scientists <laughs> i listened to a guy on a podcast and there's a group of scientists and they're using crispr which is the dna altering i guess technology out of china um china used it in a weird way and a couple of guys supposedly got arrested i think they're trying to build like super soldiers over there or something but it's basically genetic altering and so they've taken they've they've got the dna from frozen tundra you know in the arctic of a woolly mammoth and the closest related relative that's currently that's alive is the indian elephant not the big african ones but the indian elephant so they're going to use some crispr dna wizardry and put a embryo of a woolly mammoth into a Indian elephant and it should be born in 2024. They're going to have a woolly mammoth and reintroduce it to the Arctic. There's a park in the Arctic where they already have like a bunch of Arctic animals there. So it's like, like a natural preserve and it's mainly like a testing thing. So what the woolly mammoths used to do that would keep the earth cooler is they would sort of push over all of the, the, uh, and stamp down because there's so many of them a lot of the plant life that has sprung up in the Arctic. Yes. Um, and so actually plants make more heat than you would think. So if you just got like grasslands that are covered in snow, it's like it's colder, right? And that cools the earth. So it's super interesting. So they could like reintroduce them and they could actually help the earth. Or it could be like Jeff Goldblum and, and friggin' Jurassic Park. Yeah. That's where I'm thinking. Comes with some kind of virus that thing has that we didn't know about. Sounds like a terrible idea. I just it, that's that. what I'm saying. I, like, <laughs> my immediate thought was like, has no one seen Jurassic Park? What is it with the famous line, life finds a way? I'm like, yeah, we're fucked. He's going to like launch this woolly mammoth and it's going to have a, a tick that bites it and then bite some dude. And then we're all going to get some kind of World War Z virus or something. Great. Yeah. It sounds like you had one hell of a Saturday. I did. That, <laughs> motorcycle accident. I, mean, yeah. I had it all, I had it all worked in there. That's great. So anyway, but that's that's actually happening. So that's a, that's a did you know. Pretty cool. Yeah, a little bit uh, deeper than my <laughs> did you know. You're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Matt. What do you know? You're going to write an article on this one. God. Massive research over the weekend. Well, uh, from the article I just looked up two seconds ago before I came in here, I... Uh, <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the voices of Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Same person. 
got married in real life. Oh, they. Oh, that's right. I did know that. It wasn't the same. Why do you know that? I, I look, dude. I'm telling you, I am made for this year. 2023 is my year. I've got more useless information in my brain, and I actually read that that's a sign of unintelligence, which I'm kind of bummed because, like, you can only hold so much, and like, the more random crap I have in there, the less relevant stuff I've got in there. So I'm kind of a little bit disappointed. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What? It doesn't true. make any sense. Yes, it does. Like, your brain only has a certain capacity. Everything on the internet isn't true, Rick. <laughs> This was true. This was in Ink Magazine, so it has to be true. Yeah, it has, to be. Well, it has to be true. I mean, somebody smart wrote it. I don't know. Anyway, getting on with the actual subject of today's podcast is going to be, um, you know, I'm a big fan of the Stoics. I gave my son and my um, daughter's boyfriend for Christmas the, uh, you know, the, the, the diaries of Marcus Aurelius, essentially, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I find it really interesting that the things written that long ago by the people that were the most powerful in the world. I mean, think about Marcus Aurelius. He was literally like a god amongst men. They had a group that was set aside in Rome to worship him as a god. And he would write to himself at night. So imagine you're writing in a diary. And at the time, the, the language obviously was Latin, but there was some a lot of things were written and communicated in ancient Greek, which was a much more eloquent language. So he knew both. So he was writing to himself, never expecting anyone to read it in Greek, just thoughts. And there's just some amazing things that he came up with. You could think like, how would the most powerful man in the world, you know, have a, you know, a pointer about being very humble or, you know what I mean? Doing hard things, or it was just really fascinating to me. And so many of those things cross over to now they really Mm -hmm. do. And I think a lot of them cross over to business. So I just pulled a few out. We could talk about how they apply, but um, the 10 tenants, the 10 stoic tenants that would help cool. you improve your business, yeah. essentially. And then just comment if you've experienced these or whatever. So the first one, I think it's the most basic stoic tenant of all, which is focus on what you can control, not what you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that a lot in business where people are not necessarily worried, but they are focused on a lot of things that are out of their control. Let's just say like in a modern society, you get really bent about politics, right? And you're so angry <laughs> about it. You've already cast your vote. So you've done what you can do as a citizen, right? And you're so upset about it that you, maybe you go online and you, and you're very inflammatory with your language and stuff and it alienates 30% to 50% of your clientele. It's like, is that a smart thing to do? No. Focus on what you can control, right? A lot of that too is, to your point, you've made this several times, a lot of it's what's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Like you can't control the economy. You can't control, uh, again, politics. You can't control the pandemic. You can't control these things. You really just can't. But there's so many things that you can control that are right in front of you that you right. can do, but you get paralyzed worrying about things that you can't control. And it's a real skill. It's something that you can develop. And I think all these things are skills, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just you have it or you don't. I think you can learn it over time. It's like building a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. You exercise it, it gets stronger, bigger, whatever that might be. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, obviously, it's you've experienced well, this, this it. This is the one that uh, really drives my wife crazy because she is the opposite of this. She has to be in control of everything. Right? Mm-hmm. So like she's scared to death to fly. Like, you know, she has to drive everywhere, which is great. I got a chauffeur, but she just drives her nuts because I'm just very relaxed. And right. It, well, it's going to be what's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you pretty much live this uh, again for you. It probably comes more naturally based on your right. demeanor. 
But it's like, why would you worry about something that's completely out of your control? Now, like if you have an irrational fear of flying, as an example, because I'm sure um, Mallory knows this, like you're much more likely to get in an accident on the way to the airport than you are to have a plane crash. Not if she's driving. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't clearly haven't ridden with my wife. But all that being said, it's like that is the facts, you know, and, and so like, but there's the irrational fear. But I think, you know, when you look at it in the term in terms of business, I think people get worried about a lot of things. And they do it at the expense of things that are right in front of them. Like you could probably improve your customer service. You could tidy up your gym. You could, uh, you know, have better relationship with clients. I mean, there's so many things that you could do. They're right in front of you. I remember like leading up to the last election, everything was so inflammatory. And a guy that I know that owns a martial arts gym down the street, super squared away guy, um, posted and he's like, no matter which old white guy wins the presidency, 98% of your problems will still be of your own doing. And I'm like, man, you just won the internet. Cause isn't yeah. that true though? Right? Yeah. Like we get all worried about these things and the wheels on the bus go round and round. Right. right? It's like, well, there's a bunch of stuff right in front of you. Like, Oh, I'm so stressed about politics. I can't exercise. Or during the pandemic, it was like, Oh, I couldn't go to my normal gym. So I just gained 35 pounds. It's like, look, there's things you can control always in your life right. that are right in front of you, certainly in your business. So quit worrying about stuff that are outside of your control. Is this pandemic going to come back? Is this going to happen? What's wrong with the economy? It's like, look, those are all things. Sure. None of them you can control. So how about you just put your head down and focus on creating a better customer experience, better sales process, nicer facility, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. So that's number one. Number two, um, you can't learn what you think you already know. And that is so true, right? How many people do you know that are in the fitness space or what have you, and they just don't continue to learn because they feel like they already know it, right? Uh, I see. Very good. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and we're, we always check each other on this because it's very easy to see something. Like there's some con, some different concepts out right now that are based on, um, you know, the EM, the, what is it, the electromagnetic, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever you get when you go to physical therapy. I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah. Um, e essentially, yeah. right? Um, like a put on an East M suit. I think it's bullshit. I mean, like if it was good, the best strength coaches in the world would be using it. I've talked to them about it. They all say it's BS. So it's easy for us to throw shade, but there's probably something there, right? Maybe the, sure. the, the, from a sales perspective, maybe the look of new sexy technology is an exciting thing. So it's like, Oh, well maybe there's some more juice we should put into our technology, right? To make it look more sexy or like we look at other concepts that have like say poor programming like a boot camp type of thing and we're like all right well that's some dumb programming but there's something there about community or energy or something that makes there's something good in there that we can learn i think the way we've always restated this is don't be a critic be a student right, right. um and i had asked you like hey go try this new concept down the street it's like you always come back and you're like yeah workout was horrible i'll be sore for a month but here's some things i thought were pretty cool from it right and we can do that with no ego because it's like, all right, be a student. Don't criticize everything. But if you're the person that thinks you already know it all, you're never going to be able to learn. And I will tell you, you don't. I don't care how advanced you are or where you think you are in life. The, the most impressive people I know are, are typically also the most humble people yeah. that are all ears about anything. They'll be the first to admit that they don't know enough about a certain topic. Yeah. I mean, you're good at that. You're always pushing the whole team, always throwing new information, educational stuff, whether it's on elephants or not, but we are always <laughs> learning something new around here. <laughs> well, I think we should be worried about woolly mammoths, not our business because you know, that's something well, scary. Right? Can be heard it here first in yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, Atlanta's <laughs> right near the Arctic. So we got to watch out for sure. All right, number three, be tolerant with others and strict with yourself. 
This one's hard. I think about this, Matt, through the lens of like employees in your business, right? Like we've talked about the, uh, I love the Jordan Peterson statement, always assume ignorance before malevolence. Just meaning like, listen, I don't think the people that work for you are all terrible people who are out to hurt you and don't want to do a good job. Now, some people aren't capable, you know, through the lens of like uh, EOS, right? right? Gets it, wants it, you know, Mass capable, yeah. GWC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some people do get it, maybe. Some people want it, and it, maybe they just don't have the capacity for it, right? So it's like, okay, if that's the case, maybe it's wrong, right person, wrong seat on the bus kind right. of idea. But I think you should start with, like, look, give other people, certainly in your personal life, give people more grace, but hold yourself more accountable. And I don't know if it's just the way that social media and the media portrays everyone these days, but it seems to be the inverse. Like I'm right. Everybody else is wrong, right? That kind of idea. And I think that's the wrong way to approach it. Now, mind you, these are the most powerful people in the world thousands of years ago saying this and it still holds true today. That's what I find so fascinating about it. But do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I just, from a personal training standpoint, you're always, I'm always showing empathy and trying to, you know, feel where they're at. Right. Right. Meet them where they are. Right. (laughs) If they're like, and, and their perception is their reality. That's what you have to remember. Mm -hmm. So give them some grace. They had a different upbringing than you. They have different life experiences. You know, maybe they've had, maybe they're coming in for weight loss and they've had like four or five attempts at it and they've always failed. So they've never stacked any evidence in their favor to say, I'm the kind of person that can stick to something and lose weight. So of course they're doubtful. So why would you be like, why would you not understand that or be critical of them? of of them not believing your process because they've proven to themselves that they can't do it regardless of the process. Right. That's why. So be critical of you. Maybe you're not explaining it well enough. Maybe you're not approaching mm-hmm. them with enough empathy, right? So be be tough why on aren't yourself. You like me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like you don't like my flavor of ice cream. Oh, you're a terrible person. It's like, well look, hold on. Like be very, very difficult on yourself in a reason and I mean this days it's like everything's positive whether you're your body positivity or you're the greatest person ever you can't do any wrong I'm speaking my truth all this stuff it's like all right look you probably <laughs> should put yourself under a more d- difficult lens right. and give everybody else in your life more grace and you just be more peaceful if you do it certainly in your business with your employees mm-hmm. I would say right yeah um number four associate only with people who improve you um we've talked about this before it's like you know there's a million other cliche sayings that apply to this like you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with. I do agree with that. Again, when I think about that through the lens of business, you better have a really set, uh, you know, core values, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and if you have these really defined core values, then you will then go and interview and attract people that fit into that core value realm. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you do that, you're going to build a team of people around you that can uplift you and they can actually offset different skill sets. Like you've got people that love to do finance and legal and compliance. It's like, oh, that's terrible. People love to do that. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> like, who's that? But there are people out there that that right. is, that turns their crank all day long. Right. Right. But you have to surround yourself with people that expect more from you, that are going to lift you up, that will push you to be better in a positive way. And I think it's hard to do this personally. I mean, I think the, the, the most difficult relationship and the one that can be the most beneficial and or the most detrimental in your life is like who you choose is like a life partner, right? And so like if you've got a toxic spouse that hates everything you do and doesn't push you and isn't happy for your wins and all that stuff, that's really hard. And I feel for you if you're in that spot and it's a difficult situation, but I mean, that, that's rough. So make sure if you're not married yet, really choose that person beyond looks and, you know, what resources or whatever they're also bringing to the table, because like, this is a person who's going to drastically affect the rest of your life one I mean, way or the other. It's all taken care of now. You just find people online. 
I swear every person I meet these days has found their spouse like on Tinder or something. Yeah. I mean, listen, we were out to dinner with, uh, we had like seven candidates at a discovery day and people on our team, in addition to like three or four of the candidates had all found their significant others on a, on a dating app of some sort. So, I mean, it just goes to show, I think it is a sign of the times. It is more effective. I mean, it's a numbers game. And if going out to bars and talking to people isn't the way to do it these days or being introduced by friends, it's like, Hey, I'm all for it. It's just leveraging technology to do what we've been doing for thousands of years. Well, I mean, your good friend Permozzi, I mean, he they literally is Neil Layla. <laughs> it's like a business proposition, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they started out with business. It's like, well, there's no chemistry here, but let's run a business together. And then, uh, you know, famously, they then figured out how to yeah, do the couple things really, afterwards. Really That's the thing that probably scares me the most as a parent, right? Because you know this now, right? Like who your care your kids are hanging out with? Yeah, well, I think it's it's smart to examine your the peer group of your friends. If your kids are hanging out with a bad group of friends, man, it's certainly at those ages where your kids are getting into like yeah. middle school, high school, that can ruin their life, I'm like or it a can make it. Big daddy at the elementary school. Are you, <laughs> you guys drink you who you right. with a little rum? <laughs> <laughs> You're that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number five. Uh, the greatest remedy for anger is delay. We've talked about this in the 31 ways to uh, ruin your fitness business. And I think I jokingly, it was like, Hey, be reactive. Right. (laughs) I think, um, you know, this obviously personally is good, but I would say in your business, it's also really important. So if something happens in your business or, you know, someone upsets you that works for you or works with you as a vendor, whatever that is, the best remedy is going to be just take a minute. Like don't be so reactive. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I will tell you, I'm guilty of this. Everybody is, we all have our moments, but Anytime I've ever been reactive and showed anger too quickly without some thought, I always regretted it. Yeah. Always. There was never a time when I was like, that was a great idea. I'm really glad I flew (laughs) off the handle and and gave this person the business. It's like, that's a terrible way to be. Yeah, so true. So true. So, but the remedy is time. That's it. So if you're angry about something, take a step back, give yourself a day before you respond, write the email, don't send it, whatever your strategies are. Try to be less reactive. And, and quite honestly, like with that mindset, it'll bring you more peace too, right? Right. Because part of like getting angry and stuff, it's almost like, what do they say? Like it's like revenge or being angry with someone's like drinking poison and expecting it to kill the other person. It's like worse for you to be that way, right? Yeah. I so mean, it'll, yeah. Especially it'll, in today's world of everything triggers everybody. So yeah, everybody's <laughs> triggered, right? Everybody's got trigger words and this and that. So it's like, look, get some distance, give it a minute you're going to be better. And so all your business decisions will be better if you give it a little bit delay. Number six, this one's tough. Never be heard complaining even to yourself. So this is one that I think is insidious and it's, it sneaks up on an organization, right? And I think we've been guilty of this too, where, I mean, look, we're new to franchising. We're really, we're really long in the tooth and really good at fitness business, which is what franchisees should be excited about. But the franchise side, it's like we're in two businesses, right? And that business is new and it's difficult and we're running into some, some difficult, uh, you know, things in the business, which everyone does. The, The thing is they're not abnormal, right? Yeah. So that's the main thing. And so we went through a little phase where it was like, we were just going from office to office and we were trying to like, I know we were trying to just talk things out, like get opinions, but if you're not careful, what that turns into is just incessant complaining because there's no end game. Right. One thing that helped with that was in these EOS meetings, they have no tangents, they call it. 
So it's like, okay, okay, just report in on the, but no tangents. And if it needs to make it down to an issue that we can then discuss as a group, but there's a format for it. So it keeps you from just going down these like long right. tangents, right? Well, it's, it's most of the time you're complaining. It's just people trying to make themselves feel better. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I'll just keep going until, you know, on a complaint, but I'll just keep talking it out. So it makes me feel better. <laughs> right, right. And I think there's some merit to it. I mean, listen, to be perfectly honest, to say like, I'm never going to complain even to myself. That's very difficult. But I think there's some there's something to that, right? Like we all we're living in the US, we're all upright, you know, above ground, breathing, healthy. It's like there's not a whole lot honestly to complain about. So it's like, all right, just chill. And I think it's a good habit. And I think it's a really good habit in your workplace with your teammates. We used to have a rule a long time ago. I'm not sure why we got away from it, but um, where it was called the no complaining rule, where if you had a complaint, you had to voice the complaint, you had to also come up with three solutions to the problem. And so that's a lot of work, right? So most people would be like, they start coming <laughs> in and start complaining about something. It's like, well, what's the solution? And there wasn't any, it was just a complaint with no, no offered solution. It's like, well, that's toxic. So if you have to go and come up with a solution, it really cut down on complaints, right? Because yeah, off like, the time, it turned into like, I could have did something better. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, all right, well, what's the solution then? Well, I don't have the solution. It's like, well, then don't complain about it. Like, like I can't solve all your problems. You come up with a solution, right? <laughs> Number seven, um, think progress, not perfection. And that's that's really hard. I know for a guy like you, who you like to win and you like everything to be to be you know good. You're very competitive. It's really hard sometimes, right? Because like if it's not perfect, you'll feel like, well, I don't want to do it, you know, or or it's not good enough. So let's not put this new program out, or we can't sell this until it's absolutely perfect. And I would say that the opposite is the best strategy, which is, I think maybe start on the journey and fix it as you go. Ready, fire, aim, so to speak. Not in an irresponsible way, but how else are you going to do it? Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, this one, they want to be perfect. So they never start kind of thing. Right? Yeah. They literally never start because yeah. it's never perfect. I mean, I was talking to a guy one day about his fitness business and he was talking about like switching to small group personal training, which seems to be the trend. I'm glad we're on the front end of that, by the way. Um, switching from like class based concepts to mm -hmm. small group personal training. And he was, he was solving like all kinds of problems that he didn't even have yet. Right. Like, he hadn't even sold it. He hadn't even run a session, mm -hmm. but everything needed to be perfect. Like the programming and the, this and the, that, so that it's all worked out in his mind before he moved forward and made the change. To be like, in complete control of the problem, the situation. Exactly. <laughs> but as you know, like once you start down the road, it's like right. a Mike Tyson thing. All plans are great until you get punched in the face. It's like, yeah. and you're going to get punched in the face. Same thing in franchising. It's like, you know, we, we have put together what we think is a very comprehensive package. I can tell you it is comparing it to other franchises, especially for a relatively new franchise. But there's still a ton of stuff to learn. And right. the only way to learn it is to do it and fix it as you go. So you set aside a, a core values, a set of core values, and some principles about how you're going to act and operate. Like, you know, it's a partnership. The franchisees are the most important thing. We're going to do everything in our power to help them be successful. We're going to try to hold them accountable and teach them to fish instead of doing right. it for them. All these things that we talk about, right? But it's not going to be perfect. No. Hell you're, no. Ever, right? Never. And so if you're waiting for perfection before you start, I'm just telling you, you're waiting for nothing. So like get moving, fix it as you go. Number eight, and uh, there is a book by this very title, The Obstacle is the Way. So we've talked about this through the lens of like the work itself. Like every time, like if you told me, let's back up a minute. If you told me in 1992 
that at some point I would grow this worldwide business and be traveling all over the world speaking about what we do and putting it in gyms in India and Dubai and Tasmania and all these other places, I would have thought you were nuts. Absolutely nuts, right? <laughs> but every time we have a landmark, whatever that is, and we're notoriously terrible at celebrating these you know, landmarks, <laughs> like when we get to 50 franchisees, we're going to crack open this expensive bottle of champagne that we have, and we blow right through it, you know? I like that. I think we've jokingly talked about probably my favorite tweet ever from Elon Musk when he became wealthiest man in the world and he copied and pasted it or you know retweeted it and basically said, isn't that interesting? Dot, 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 back to work. All right. Because it doesn't really matter. And I think um, you know what you're going to learn is that the things that you think are going to be amazing, like if only I was here or if only I was there, they're not really going to feel any different. As a matter of fact, it's going to be a little bit anticlimactic. And if you're not careful, it could be a little bit of a bummer because you think if I was there, right, then I would be whatever this happy, content, you know, financially well off my, you know, whatever my public persona would be better, whatever those things are. I will tell you that when you get there, you're not going to feel any different. And you're also killing the joy of the present, what you're working on, right? Because you're always waiting for the next thing. And then when you reach the next thing, it's never as amazing as you thought it was. So to me, the obstacle is the way simply means that like the work itself, you have to fall in love with the process, right? It sounds really cliche, but I think it's true. Like you have to enjoy problem solving. You have to enjoy upskilling yourself and some of the things that we've talked about, like controlling your emotions and not getting too upset and not being mad if something didn't work. And even if you thought it was the perfect idea. That's a skill set. And what you learn over time is that's the part you start to love, not the not the benchmarks or the milestones, because those are so anticlimactic because it takes so much work to get from one to the other. And each time when you look back, like when I look back on the inception of licensing and my first international trip to like install alloy in a club in Germany or something, it's just like, whoa, you know. And I and it was really hard at the time, and I remember thinking how difficult it was. Well, I look back on the hard things like that the most fondly, not the things that we just breezed right over. You know, it wasn't like a well. That's where your growth and change is, right? Like you didn't get to where you are today because it was just easy breezy. If that was the case, you, we would we wouldn't be here at all, right? Right. But people think like there's an easy way or a shortcut or whatever. There's really not. And and the and again, I, I can't emphasize enough the real the real real the real joy is in the process. And so, yeah, people say love the process and, and, and these type of cliche sayings, but it is true. You have to enjoy the work itself. Like a day in the life of is not always fun or whatever, but you have to love it, right? Because that's, that's your life and that's 99% of the time. And when you do reach whatever these milestones are that you have out there for yourself, whether it's revenue threshold, number of clients, whatever that is, it's going to be anticlimactic. It really is because you're going to work really hard to get there and you're going to almost forget that you even reached it. You know? Good. That's and they expected. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Like, what do you expect to happen? Like, you just keep working till it's undeniable that you're going right. to reach your goal. And then once you do, it's like, well, of course you did. You worked your ass off for five years mm -hmm. to get there. What else would the outcome have been, right? And then when you're there, you're like, okay, good. And then, like we talked about, the way brain chemistry works is you move that goalpost, and then you start chasing that next goal, and you move that goalpost. Mm -hmm. That's the part. That's the obstacle each time. You know, in the um, war of art, which is the opposite of art of war can't remember who read that, maybe Stephen Pressfield. And um, he talks about this thing he calls the resistance. And it's like this little voice in your head. There's always like something telling you like you can't do that or you shouldn't do that. Overcoming that, right? That's the obstacle. And a lot of times is your own bullshit, your own right. head, right? Learning to tame that and overcome that each time and imposter syndrome and all the other things to how that manifests itself. That's the real joy is learning to like, oh, okay, I can feel this. Doesn't mean it's real. I've felt this before. 
great. Keep going, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to enjoy that. Like that process is the key to everything, and it's really freaking hard. But anyway, you, you got to be really good at it. Yeah. So um, number nine, don't be ashamed of needing help. I think this one's key. Again, when we talked about early on, like you can't learn any, you can't learn anything if you think you already know everything. Like asking for help, whether it's hiring a consultant or literally, you know, phoning a friend or whatever that may be. Or I always look to people who have done things that I want to do. Now I'm not going to be them. They might have done it in a manner that I wouldn't prefer doing it. But when I look at that, I'm like, well, why would I not reach out to that person for help? Right. And it's really interesting when you reach out to people because most people will help you. They really will. But you just have it in your brain that like. A, your ego gets in the way and you don't want to let people know that you need help, right? Or you're scared to reach out because you might hear a no, which is, you know, that's a whole other issue. You'll be terrible at sales, by the way, if that's you. <laughs> you, should, you should definitely fix that immediately. But I, I think um, it, it is hard for people to ask for help, especially if you reach it. It gets harder the further along that you are on your journey because mm-hmm. the higher up of the ladder you get, the more difficult it is to ask for help because sometimes you're asking help from someone in a, in a, arena or around a topic that's different maybe than what you do, but in sort of the way society sees things or like maybe in the business world, your status is seemingly better than theirs. So you don't want to reach out and tell them that you need help because it's like a sign of weakness or somehow it lowers your status or something like that, which is just stupid. Like nobody cares. And actually, as you get yourself better organized, you'll learn to admire people that do reach out for help when they need it. And I'm not talking about personal help. I mean, I guess you could talk about that too, but I'm talking about more in the, in the realm of like business help. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that's good for a lot of people to hear. I mean, somebody like yourself, I mean, you've been in the fitness game for a long time. You've done a lot of things. The fact that you will ask other people for help and our ideas or whatever is, it's, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, I'll be at a fitness conference and there's a brand new trainer in there who's been doing this for three years and I've been doing it literally 10 times as long and they'll say something or have an idea and I'll find it so interesting. And I'll be like, tell me more about that. Well, how'd you come about that? Right. I'm really curious. And I'll ask them like, well, what do you think, what would you do in this situation? Which is a weird place to put yourself, but they're always, Hey, it makes them feel really good. But they'll offer up whatever, you know, help that you need. And in a lot of ways, it's like you'll find some really gold nuggets in there for mm-hmm. people who they don't know enough to to know that there is a hierarchy, right? They're very forthright with their information. And they probably have a lot of fresh ideas that you haven't thought of. Mm-hmm. So, like, just put your ego away. If you need help, ask for it. Yeah. And lastly, and this is a big one for me, number 10, build a life that you don't need an escape from. I can tell you, you, know, you and I joke a lot about people posting on online about how hard their lives are. And it's like, ugh, you know, I got to work again today, you know, or TGIF or like, you know, it's Sunday night. It's like, ugh, back to work on Monday. I'm like, that is such a strange way to live your life, right? You're starting a week like that. Can you imagine? Like, I see something like that from you, it's the end of the world. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I tell people this all the time. I'm like, and when we're look, talking to candidates that want to get into Alloy and if they're a good fit and we want to award them a franchise, I'll tell them it's been 31 years that I've been in this business. And even though there's been a lot of hard times to our points earlier, I've learned to embrace that. I actually relish it. Um, I never wake up once and think, oh, this sucks. I don't want to go to work today, you know, because it's, it's just like a thing that I do. And it's like the way I'm wired. It's like you, you're, you're coaching people 24 seven. That's what you're doing. Whether it's in their business, you're coaching them on technology, you're training them on how to do it. It's like you are a coach through and through, right? And so it's like, okay, why would you know why would you dread going to work and doing something you'd be if you weren't doing that, you'd probably like if you won the lottery, you'd probably be voluntarily coaching your girls' softball team, which I think you do anyway, right? 
that's just how you're wired. So why would you build a life doing, say, a nine to five where you have to commute two hours each way, sitting in a cubicle, right? And then your life just sucks. It's like what, um, I forgot who said it, but it was like most men live lives of quiet desperation. Mm-hmm. It's like you're just getting up every day and you got the mortgage and you got these kids to pay for and you just go and do this shitty job that you hate and you're just stuck. Yeah, that, I, I'm that glad I don't have feel, that feeling. Yeah, the yeah. Well, I'm glad you don't either, right? But I think <laughs> like if we if somebody does have that feeling, that's like heartbreaking to me because it's like, well, change it. Right. Easier said than done. Yes. But just change it. But don't build a life that you feel like all you're working for is the weekend or you can't wait to get your two weeks vacation because that's the the, the greatest thing ever in your life because your life sucks so bad, right? Don't do that. And of course, this is selfishly coming through the lens of like, I've only been an entrepreneur. Like for me, I'm wired this way. I, I don't ever not want to work. People are always like, oh, when you build Alloy, are you going to sell it someday? I mean, this is questions we get from candidates. I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not saying I won't, but if I did, I would do something. I, I'm not going to like retire and do nothing, sit on the beach. Kick you out of here. Can you imagine? You're done. <laughs> I'm not You're fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. It'll be just like uh, Kramer on Seinfeld when he gets fired and he doesn't even work there. Right. On the internship. That's going to be me. They're like, we're going to let you go. I'm like, I don't go. even technically work here anymore. Right. They're like, that's what makes this really hard. <laughs> that's going to be me. But um, I, I just think, look, man, if your life's not what you want it to be, it's very difficult. But change it, right? Do something else. So don't build a life that you need an escape from. So, look, I read a lot of stoic you know, philosophy. Um, there's a, a great book if you just want like a toilet reader, if you will. The Daily Stoic is amazing, right? It's got like a daily lesson in there. Um, a lot of it's about gratitude. But there's some real nuggets of wisdom from people that were the most powerful people in the world yeah. and written thousands of years ago that are so applicable today. I find it fascinating. So. Um, a good resource for that, you guys, is just the dailystoic.com because you know you can get on the email list. They've got they've got books. They've got Marcus Aurelius's journals in there, which I again bought for my for my kids. So I'm a fan, and I think a lot of it crosses over to nowadays. But it's like it's easy to forget when you get caught up in the melee. So mm-hmm. it's a good, good good thing to pay attention to. Put it that way. Yeah, great Any, stuff as usual. Anything to add? No. Woolly mammoths. Go, <laughs> mammoth. go woolly mammoths. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at AlloyFranchise.com for more information on the Alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.